Who do you give permission to tell you what to do in your life? Who has authority over you in your life? Because that's just part of human nature, is that we don't exist in isolation by ourselves, but someone, something, has some authority over us, has spoken to us in some way, and molds and shapes what we think and how we act and what we do. And that authority that we give permission to has a significant effect on our life. What we give authority over us, I think, has changed a lot in the last few decades. Not that long ago, institutions were great sources of authority in the way that we structure our societies. So much so in the extreme that even if an individual messed up, they could just blame the institution because the institution was bigger. The institution made me do it. It's their fault that I acted in this way. That the institution had so much authority that the individual choice didn't really have as much weight. But in the last few decades, it's almost flipped completely. Now, the individual's choice has the ability to put into question the whole institution. That one person's bad choice makes people think that the whole thing is broken. And then the danger with that is, if that's true, then what authority can we trust? Because our human experience tells us that in every institution, in every source of authority, there's brokenness and imperfection. So if every moment of imperfection puts in doubt the whole thing, then who can I trust? Who will I listen to? And then the inevitable choice is, I will listen to me, because that's the only one that I can ultimately trust. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to have institutions and these great bodies have complete authority over our life, or are we supposed to have authority over our life? Jesus kind of gives us a way in the gospel when he's talking about the Pharisees. He's talking about broken men, that they are poor leaders, but he still says to listen to them. He says, do as they say, just don't do as they do, which was my dad's favorite line to me as I was growing up. Do as I say, don't do as I do. That there's an acknowledgement that within the whole body together, there is an authority worth listening to, that there is truth to be found there, but that in individuals there can exist brokenness that we don't necessarily have to follow, that those two things can exist simultaneously, that there can be something true and something broken at the same time. And the reason that this is so important for us as Catholics is because of what we profess to believe in the life of the church. As Catholics more so than really any other Christians. Because what we profess to believe as Catholics is that the Holy Spirit is active in guiding the church on earth. And that God chooses men and ordains men to lead and order that church. And I find one of the most, one of the biggest hurdles for Catholics to overcome in their spiritual life is experiencing the brokenness of the church and still seeing the hand of God at work in it. Seeing that the church still has authority over their life, even if they experience the brokenness in individual members. 
And I, people tend to kind of go to one extreme or another, where experiencing the brokenness of a few, they abandon the church completely. Or they just try to avoid and they kind of mitigate the problems and the brokenness that exist so that they can make peace in their mind that the church is perfect as she is and kind of mitigate that brokenness. But what Jesus tells us today is it's okay to hold the two together. There is truth and authority to be found here in the church, in her leadership, and there's a whole bunch of brokenness. Do as she says, don't do as she does. This is the way that we strive to approach how to understand the work of the Spirit in the midst of the brokenness of humanity. It's how we approach our institutions. It's how we approach each other. Because authority is an important part of the way that we go about our human life. And so for us as Catholics, the Pope has legitimate authority over our life. And that position, that role, is bigger than one man, right? It's handed down from one person to the next in line from St. Peter. And so it's a reality that's bigger than any one individual, but one individual might not be that great. One bad pope doesn't put all of the other popes in jeopardy and the whole office of the pope in question. This is given by Jesus to St. Peter and handed down to hand down the authority of the church and the truth that comes from Christ for our salvation. And I find this same question comes up often in the question of why can't women be priests? I think often what gets tied up in that question is the concern about authority in the life of the church. That authority in the church seems to be given to the clergy from the Pope down to the priests and the deacons, and where are the women? But what I find is that that question of authority is usually tied up in a very worldly and human understanding of where authority comes from. Because there's another part of what Jesus gives us today in what authority is for us as Christians. That we are reminded that the one who is greatest among you will be your servant. This is where authority comes in the church. And it starts with Jesus, right? What does he do at the Last Supper? He gets down and he washes the feet of his disciples. That the nature and the character of true authority in the life of the church is service. Which is why one of the titles, I don't know if you know, but one of the titles of the Pope is Servant of the Servants of God. And the role of the clergy is to be at service to the communion of the faithful. That the clergy holy orders is at service of maintaining order or communion between all of the faithful and God, all of the faithful and the church, and all of the faithful with each other. This is the authority given to the hierarchy in the life of the church. But that service isn't limited to just the hierarchy of the church. Therefore, authority is not limited only to the hierarchy of the church. One example that I remember being given is at the Second Vatican Council, with all of the leadership of the church gathered together, 
there were two things that every member there had read prior to gathering together to discuss the teachings of the church, the Bible and story of the soul, the writings of St. Therese of Lisieux. That this little nun that died at 24 years old in a small town in France, because of her spirituality, had authority over the teachings of the whole church in the 20th century. Or we just think of after Jesus himself, the Son of God, who has the most authority in the devotional life of the church? Mary. Mary has the most authority through her service of her life in shaping the Christian life that we have as Catholics. How prominent is the rosary in the life of a Catholic? How prominent is her way of approaching Jesus in the way that we understand our own way of approaching Christ? She has greater authority than any of the other saints that have ever existed in the church. That authority in the life of the church is always to come from service because of what Jesus says. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. It's when we forget this and we cling to worldly authority that corruption and problems happen in the life of the church because we forget where our authority comes from. Because what does Jesus say today? No one is your father, no one is your rabbi, no one is your instructor except your father in heaven. Because for us as Christians, authority ultimately comes from God. It's entrusted to a few to hand on and guide others. But nobody ever possesses authority in the Christian life of themselves because we are all servants. That's where the authority and the power of the life of the church comes. If you want a simple way to think about it, with your own parents, the authority that they had over your life, did it come primarily in the things that they said to you? Do you have a whole list of commandments that your parents gave to live your life by? There might be a few things that stuck, but I'm gonna guess that probably what stuck with you more from your parents is the example that they gave you, in the way that they sacrificed for you, in the way that they served you in your life. That is what gave them authority over you, not the wisdom that they shared by all of the things that they said, because as teenagers, we don't really listen all that well anyway. This is where true authority comes that Jesus is reminding us. So these two ideas that there can be truth even if there's brokenness. And that true authority, where we seek true authority, where we can trust authority in our life, is the one who's willing to serve first, to relinquish the power, to wash the other's feet. So I started with a question, who do you give permission to tell you what to do in your life? Well, does Jesus, does the gospel, does the church have authority over your life?